Hey guys, and welcome to the show. I'm Justin Herney, and with me again today is Isaac Ludu in our first episode of 2017 for JNI Sports. How you doing today, Isaac? Well, I just looked at some very interesting pictures, so things aren't doing that bad myself. Welcome to our first episode of 2017. We are starting off our episodes as oddly as usual. So that means that this is, once again, J&I Sports 2017, same story. Except it's not the same story every time, is it? Sports is always changing. So, let's start off with something that happened over the winter break. The World Junior Championship. It was a great tournament. I enjoyed it. It was... Well, let's just start off where from the end, Isaac. So who won all the medals? Okay, well, the three teams that won the medals and who I consider to be the three best teams in all of international hockey were Russia, Canada, and the U.S. Yeah, U.S. with the gold, Canada with the silver, and Russia, I believe, with the bronze over... I can't remember who. We Sweden. Was, all right. I, I who what, I consider to be the fourth best country in international hockey, by the way. Yeah, between them and uh, Finland, it's, I, I think. Um, I just moved the mic because it's pretty far away from my head. Anyway, so, Isaac, what did you think about the finals, like Canada versus U.S., just quickly? I watched the game, and the game was really intense and suspenseful, and especially getting towards the end where they had the overtime, but then they went to shootout, and then that's when it ended. And I don't, I don't like when they have like a shootout. Like I think that it's a bad idea to make a game that's that important be decided by a penalty shot contest. Yeah. I think if they would have just had continuous overtimes, like, that would have been soccer, a lot better. In soccer, that happens too. But you know, in soccer, players get tired because you can't make as many subs, right? Yeah. Because hockey can change like consistently throughout the entire game that's why in soccer they have to go to pks because otherwise the players just wouldn't be able to run anymore but i do agree with you in the fact that they should have gone continuous overtime until someone scored because then it it, it just comes down to it's not a whole team anymore it's just the one player and i think that kind of takes it out also we are kind of salty that canada didn't win but well i'm happy for the u.s too i i, I like the tournament in general so isaac um, who did you feel were the best players in the tournament? Those people. Okay. Well, I did a little research onto the stats here. Nylander, I believe, played for Sweden. He had five goals on 16 shots. Um, Keller, he played for the U.S. Stroman Chabot for Canada. Chabot was the points leader among defensemen. Um, and a guy, Yurabyov. Yeah. Vorobyov for Russia. He actually had... Uh, 10 assists and no goals for 10 points, which is pretty impressive if you ask me. Um, for best goalies in the tournament, it was uh, Vevelainen. Uh, he had uh, .51 GAA in six, na in six games. Uh, he played for Finland, I believe. And then it was uh, Samsonov in... Uh, he, he played for Russia, I think. He had the highest save percentage. I believe at point nine three five, Van Portel Van Portelberg. I'm gonna say for Switzerland, 
and Parsons for the U.S. were the highest ranked goalies in the tournament. Now, Isaac, uh, this to me isn't discussed enough, but to you, what are some of the major differences between uh, World Junior Championship hockey and the NHL hockey? Well, I think that in the World Junior Championship hockey, it is juniors. No, it's not. And that was sarcasm, if you can't tell. Um, another thing I've noticed is that junior hockey is much faster than NHL hockey. Have you seen that, Isaac? Like, just from watching highlights of games, you can tell that these people are moving at a much quicker pace. It's much more up-tempo um, um, uh, up style of play. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's better or worse? Well, when it's more fast-paced, it's definitely more exciting. Anything else or... No. Okay. That's true. Um, so, who do you think will be the best prospect for the draft in 2017, Isaac? I don't know because I don't watch juniors. Oh, good job. <laughs> um, just based on the world final... Just based on the final, who do you think will be the best? Weren't a lot of those people already drafted, though? Well, yeah, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think is going to be... The well, not, ne not necessarily for the draft. Who do you think will be the best prospects for the NHL coming up? I don't know because I don't watch juniors. Well, I'd say basically everyone we named and maybe a few other players on Canada, I'd say, would will definitely be some legitimate potential legitimate threats in future times. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. They're, they look scary out there, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so now let's go into our second topic, Isaac, which is the NHL mid-season review. So we're yes! Yeah. So we're about halfway done now, almost exactly halfway done, depending on which team you are. And one thing I've noticed just from looking at the stuff, looking at the standings, is there is an insane balance throughout the entire league from the 28th seed up. Okay, from the 28th seed to the first seed, no, each individual seed is separated by no more than three points. So, and except for 29th and 30th, where Arizona and Avalanche sit. So, Isaac, what do you think about that? What's that, the that balance, like the and like the place in the league? Okay. Yeah. So, who do you think are some of the top teams, Isaac? Well, I have a list of top teams here, and it says Columbus, Chicago, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Washington, the Sharks, the Wild, and the Ducks. Yeah. So, Isaac, why do you think that the teams that are doing the best are doing the best, especially Columbus? Um, well, probably the, just because of, um, you know, well, most of the teams are pro- I don't know, I don't watch many of these teams. Okay, then how do you think, why do you think Montreal's doing so well? Well, I think one of the big things is that Carey Price isn't out anymore, because that was bad. <laughs> and yeah. they also have a lot of, like, they have a lot of players who I think- are re who a lot of players who came to be a bit of a surprise as to how good they are. Yeah, like Lek like Lekkanen. Yeah, like Lekkanen, Denal, 
Byron, people like that. Yeah. And then you have players like Weber and Radulov and Pacioretty. Yeah, at the start of the year, I was a little bit angry about the Subban trade. Now, I'm legitimately happy that it happened because Weber has been a big, big, big help on actually both sides of the ice. He's fit in perfectly. I have nothing against Jay Weber at all anymore. Yeah. Okay. Bottom teams, New Jersey, New York Islanders, Detroit, Arizona, Colorado, and the Stars. Now, my question is, Isaac, why are some of these teams... Seems doing so poorly, especially the Stars. It, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like last year, what they had the, didn't they lose in the Western Conference Finals to the Sharks or something? Something like that. They made I know it either they second or third round. Close and to the top of the, like top of the leaderboard throughout most of the season. Yeah. So my question is, I don't even know what happened, but something happened, and now they just aren't they aren't hitting their stride. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. Uh, sorry, Coyotes and Colorado fans. I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't think that either of your teams are going to make the playoffs this year. I pretty much am guaranteeing that they aren't going to make the playoffs anymore. But pretty much everybody else still has a vague chance. Like, again, because of this insane balance throughout the league, for, throughout most of the league... Why every... did you include Buffalo? Huh? Buffalo's in a bo- in one of the bottom teams. Well, I tried they? to keep it mixed between Eastern and Western. Anyway, Buffalo's bad too. <laughs> don't forget that Buffalo's also bad. Yeah, I don't think anyone's forgotten that, Isaac. Just saying. Except maybe Sports Illustrated. Remember the start of the year in our second episode when we were talking about power rankings, and and I told you that Sports Illustrated said that Buffalo might be significantly significantly better than Montreal this year. That's funny. A good one. I laughed when I saw that. Oh, another surprise is Tampa Bay. Well, they're usually pretty good. We talked about that in our last episode. Too bad, Justin. No, it's mostly because of injuries. Anyway, so yeah, because of the insane balance throughout the league. Getting back to that, most teams still have a chance. Any any team could still make the playoffs. Again, we're only half done the season, so any team could go on a good. Uh, a good win streak and secure their place in the playoffs. And before we move on to our next topic, uh, we just want to say congratulations on 1,000 points, Alex Ovechkin. That is reaching hallowed area right there. Hallowed? Yeah. Okay, so time for something that Isaac knows a lot about, basketball. And it's more of a question title this time. It's Can Russell Westbrook Average a Triple-Double? Now, here's the backstory on this. Russell Westbrook's current stats are 31.2 points per game, 10.6 rebounds per game. At the time of reading this, we'll get the date later. Uh, 10.4 assists per game, uh, 42% from the field, and 1.4 steals per game, and no other significant stats really. So no one in history, except for maybe his turnovers, but those aren't good stats, so we're not going to talk about those. Anyway, um, so no one in history has ever averaged these kind of stats before, other than Oscar Robertson. But let me let me stress this. No one in history has ever got these kind of stats before, other than Oscar Robertson, one other player. And for some reason... Russell Westbrook is not being regarded as the league's MVP right now. Nope. Isaac, 
Do you yes. see a problem with that? I mean, yeah. So, I know you don't know a lot about basketball, Isaac, but... No. Let me just say, uh, you know how Gretzky, he used to get like 200 points in a year? Yes. Okay. Not really, but sure. Oh, well, he... Okay, imagine so somebody started scoring 200 points. Like, he was on pace to score 200 points, and he did. And then everybody said, oh, well, nobody's done this since Gretzky. And then, for some reason, that person doesn't win, uh, I think it's the Hart Trophy. Like, isn't it for MVP in the NHL? Probably, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is. Anyway, so imagine they don't win that. That would suck. That's what's happening to Russell Westbrook right now. A whole bunch of sports writers are seriously considering picking James Harden over Russell Westbrook. I don't know who any of those people are, so... <laughs> well, I'll just talk for a couple minutes. <laughs> this won't take long, but... So... I don't know why they're talking about James Harden for MVP, even though he is a really great player, but... He is not the MVP. Russell Westbrook is the MVP because he's the only reason the Thunder are still relevant in the NBA right now. Without him, the Thunder are not a playoff team. So that is why he should be 100% the MVP. Okay, so uh, the only question left is can he keep it up? He's It's about half, the, half done the season now. So he needs to do it for another 40-something games, and then he is, ha is the second player in NBA history to average a triple-double. But even if he doesn't, even if he does average a triple-double, he still might not get the MVP because the uh, usually it's the player who, it's a player from the team who gets first or second in their conference, and if it's not, it's really rare. The la I can't... I haven't been alive since the last time that happened. It might have been like below third even. I think the other time was third place in the conference. But still, it's insane how long that's been since that's happened. So that's why Oscar Robertson, when he did this, didn't get the MVP either. So I think he can keep it up. He needs to, otherwise his team won't make the playoffs. And that's really all that matters. So... Final topic of the day, it's in the Barclays Premier League, and it's will Anthony Martial be traded away? Now, Isaac, let me give you some perspective here. All right, here we go. Anthony Martial had 12 goals last season for his team. 12 Man goals. Man United. Man United. Yep. And he has only had 12 appearances this season. Wow, that's pretty bad. Now, he's... Picture this. He's only 21 years old, and he's considered one of the best players on the team. And he's one of the definitely one of the future stars. Why the are they trading him? Well, trade rumors do exist. Like, there have been rumors of trades, yes. but nothing actually official yet. Okay. So, the question is, should they trade him? No. So, why do you think that, Isaac? Because he's... Pretty good. Isaac, you need to stop talking so loudly. Okay. So, anyway. Martial is one of the best talent, best young talents, I should say. He's one of the best young talents in the world. What do you think they could get for him, Isaac, other than maybe money? 
Because I know the main source of transfer fees or whatever in soccer is money. But you could also trade players. I know that for a fact as well. So who do you think they could get trading player for player? And how much money do you think they could get for him? Much. Well, how much? What kind of a player do you think they could get for him? I don't know because I don't know how good he is and how good they are. Okay. Well, um, I don't know how much they could get for him. I'd say maybe about 60 million euros or so. I know how many dollars that is, but, or maybe 60 million dollars, I'd say. And for player, I'd say maybe, I don't know, because... Do you know any good young players they could trade him for? Absolutely not. Okay, well that was helpful. Uh, I would be, I would, maybe say James Rodriguez, but that might be a bit of a stretch. Maybe him and some money for James Rodriguez might be the best trade they could pull off with Martial right now. Uh, Isaac, turn off your notifications. We're trying to do That's a podcast. That's not even a notification. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was my. It was your phone. Go on with the podcast. Take that as you like it. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the best trade. Him and some mon- uh, Marcial and some money for James Rodriguez. But I think they should keep him just because he is, again, one of the bright future stars of the footballing world. And Man United's manager, uh, Jose Mourinho, says that Marcial needs to listen to him and not his agent. So, again, take that as you like it. Now, got anything else, Isaac? Absolutely not. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our podcast, then. Thank you for listening. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email to jisportspodcast at gmail.com. What else? You can send us a tweet on Twitter. It's at jisportspodcast. You can follow, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, J&I Sports Podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can visit our website, uh, http colon slash slash jisports.wixsite.com slash site. Uh, what else? You can uh, see. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and not Spotify, like I said, SoundCloud. And that's pretty much it. All stats, rosters, scores, and stories are all up to date as of January 20, not the 20th, the 12th, 2017 at 4.32 p.m. So that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. I'm Justin Herney. Yes, he is. You want to say your name? Nope. Well, then, sitting beside me, as usual, is Isaac Ludu. This has been J&I Sports, and as always, we will see you next week.